Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a chip on his shoulder or anything to prove. Mac Jones is going three, except now Justin Fields and his work ethic concerns are going three. Zach Wilson, he really wasn't good until last year. And Trey Lance, none of you have seen him play quarterback. Who is the best quarterback in the draft? Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888 760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. Friday. We have arrived at Friday. We are 13 days to the first round of the NFL Draft. He's Chris Coquel. You'll hear him tomorrow. Kaiser Football. I'm Ken Lavica, and we are drafted out today. Uh, and so, it's funny how we don't know anything. Never, ever, 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 ever. We just follow trends, and we hear what other people say, and we make determinations off of that, even though they're not going to tell you who told them things. And, of course, I'm talking about quarterbacks and this year's NFL draft because, Coquel, all it took, all it took to get Justin Fields back into the Vegas favorite as the number three overall pick going to the 49ers after weeks and weeks and weeks of, it's Mac Jones, it's Mac Jones, it's Mac Jones, was the 49ers actually going to see Justin Fields at a pro day. Like That's legitimately all it took. Justin Fields now is the Vegas favorite, according to a majority of the books, to go three to the 49ers and Mac Jones potentially becoming an Atlanta Falcon or whatever the hell happens after that. Who is the quarterback that you would take? Who is your top quarterback in this NFL draft? Because let's not forget, not only now is Justin Fields the number three overall pick, uh, according to Vegas, but Trevor Lawrence telling Sports Illustrated that I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I don't have that much to prove. And his dad saying, yeah, he's not the type of guy to say, hey, I'm I'm all in, do whatever it takes to win the Super Bowl. You've got to think Jacksonville, at least some people in the Jaguars organization are like, uh... Trevor, like maybe that's what you think, but maybe you shouldn't have told that to Sports Illustrated. I don't know. That that makes us a little bit uncomfortable. Who is the best quarterback in this draft? And honestly, I don't know, but I know that I do like Justin Fields an awful lot. And when you have guys like Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay saying that he arguably has the best physical attributes of any quarterback? Like, why couldn't it be Justin Fields? We'll hear them in a moment, but Coquel, I think there's a reasonable discussion to be had. I just laugh at how you started the show, and this isn't on you. This is on the take of they were at Alabama's pro day. They weren't at Mac Jones's pro day. Alabama's probably got 30 prospects that they're looking at drafting through the seven rounds. So even if they love Justin Fields, it's probably more valuable for them to see all the other guys that they're not so sure on. Right. Nobody knows anything ever. Right? Like, another thing, too. Let's talk about Trey Lyons for a second. Because I'm seeing 
a lot of fans, a lot of you out there on on social media saying, Trey Lance, I think he's a prospect that I love. This is a guy that I want leading my team. Look at those attributes. None of you people saw Trey Lance play quarterback in college. Ever. Never. Ever. Ever. He played one game over the last calendar year, okay? He threw two picks. <laughs> no, <laughs> none clearly, of you really got a yeah, of a problem. You read mock drafts and you see Trey Lance's name in the top ten, and that's what makes you think that you want Trey Lance as your quarterback. Let's be clear: isn't that what we even do in sports talk radio? We read mock drafts and then we say, "Ah, that lineman, I want my team to pick him." Hey, Sewell, I love his technique. That that guy told me but, his technique was uh, good. Right? I don't know anything about how to play offensive line. I'm just a guy. I'm 5'6". I weigh 138 pounds. I don't know anything about the offensive line, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do. I also know that Trevor Lawrence for two years has been the next great quarterback, okay? Because everyone else told me so. And he's won national championships, and he's played in the biggest games and largely succeeded. I know that I once in person saw Justin Fields play. I called his game, his first ever game at Ohio State, playing Florida Atlantic at the Horseshoe. I know that dude runs a 4-4-40. I know that on the third play of the game, he ran away from the FAU defense and got faster as he ran for a 60-yard touchdown. I know that Justin Fields beat Trevor Lawrence head-to-head in the college football semifinals this past year after taking a shot to the ribs that blew up his ribs and probably should have had him sitting on the sideline and saying, I'm not going back in. I've got the NFL to prepare for, okay? I've got money to make. I know Mac Jones, good mechanics, looks like a quarterback, but he also had the most weapons at his disposal of any single quarterback that's coming out of college football this year. And Zach Wilson, Coquel, you and I saw him in person at the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl as he tore apart UCF. But he also didn't really throw a ball more than 30 yards downfield because UCF's defense was that bad, and all he had to do was throw it to the outside, and then his gigantic 500-pound tight ends just started blocking poor, undersized UCF defenders 40 yards down the field. So, to me, I think based on everything that I just went through— and the fact that Trevor Lawrence is saying, yeah, football's cool, to Sports <laughs> Illustrated. And the fact that Justin Fields is getting compliments like this from Mel Kuyper, who on SportsCenter earlier today said the following about Justin Fields. He didn't have the great year in the final campaign of his career where Wilson did. So you kind of overlook the struggles of Zach up until this season, right? Mac Jones only played in four games with two of his hurt. This year he put it all together. Justin Fields had a great 2019 campaign, and then he had those two off games. And you got to look at the, coming back, and I give him a lot of credit, a ton of credit for coming back and outperforming Trevor Lawrence. But I think the fact that he didn't finish as strong as the other guys did, it's easy to poke holes at Justin Fields. The fact that recency bias could be to explain, like Mel Kuyper just insinuated when it comes to how we evaluate Justin Fields, there is a question to be had about who you would take as the quarterback, the top guy in this NFL draft. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. To you, who is the best quarterback in this NFL draft because I also 
want to play you what Todd McShay said just moments after Mel Kuyper was on SportsCenter about what he thinks about Justin Fields. I've got Justin Fields ahead of Mac Jones. Let's just let's start there. Even though we both have Mac Jones going number three to San Francisco because it's built on the intel that we're getting and not necessarily where, where we rank them. I've said before, I think physically, if you're asking me who's physically the most gifted in this class, I would go with Justin Fields. The most gifted quarterback physically, I would go with Justin Fields. And in this NFL, Coquel, isn't that a lot of what you're looking for? Isn't that a lot in any sport you're looking for? And it's not like, all right, he's the most physically gifted and he played at North Dakota State, or he's the most physically gifted and he played at BYU. He played at damn Ohio State. Mm -hmm. He played at real competition. Huge games. I mean, Big Ten slow football, but he played at real competition. <laughs> and he's the most physically gifted. And he won. He was a winner. Like, he's a winner. Did he win a national championship? No, but he's a winner. Yep. Yep. Like, I don't, what more can this kid do? Because he had two off games. Like, right. That's it. It's two off games. Look at the quarterbacks who are getting paid now in the NFL. And I know that we just had a slow. Largely unathletic 43-year-old quarterback lead his team to the Super Bowl, but he's a complete anomaly, okay? Tommy is a complete anomaly to this conversation. Look at the guys who got paid, and I know he's a swear word now, but Deshaun Watson, athleticism and physical abilities off the charts, okay? On the field, thought of as one of the best quarterbacks in the world. And we're just talking about football. We're not talking about character issues, anything like that. Dak Prescott, want to know why he got paid coming off of a massive injury? Because he has physical attributes, athleticism, off the charts, okay? Russell Wilson, want to know why he got paid? Because he can move out of the pocket and he can make things happen. Aaron Rodgers, want to know why he's one of the best of all time? Because he's not a strictly pocket passer. Because he's one of the best on-the-move, outside-the-pocket quarterbacks of all time, even if he's not the fastest guy. These are the guys, the guys who has the, have the best physical attributes, who in the modern-day NFL make the most difference and get the free agent contracts and get the wins on a year-to-year basis. And to me, Justin Fields resembles those guys more than Trevor Lawrence, more than Mac Jones, more than Trey Lance, more than Zach Wilson. You want to know why the Carolina Panthers traded for Sam Darnold with the New York Jets and gave up a second round and a fourth rounder for a quarterback whose numbers are awful? It's the physical attributes. It's saying, you have this, we can teach you the rest. Yep. Because Sam Darnold can run, the Jets just didn't use him right. Sam Darnold made that throw that Zach Wilson made that everybody flipped out of in a game. Problem is, Adam Gase called the offense most of the plays when it wasn't broken down and he was doing it on his own. So they look at the physical attributes. That's why this Justin Fields enigma drives me nuts. The work ethic. The work ethic. The he work ethic. Ohio State. He wasn't the number one quarterback right. in high school or number 1A with Trevor Lawrence. He didn't get to Ohio State, Georgia, both schools that wanted them so badly without a work ethic. It just doesn't happen. And I promise you that uh, Justin Fields' people haven't reached out to us. We're not getting checks to talk up Justin Fields right now, okay? I mean, Lamar Jackson admitted to us on this air, on ESPN 106.3, that he didn't study his playbook his freshman year. But athletically, in college at Louisville, but athletically, he was so good, he went into games and started winning a couple that year. Does Trevor Lawrence read his own defense better? Yeah. Does Mac Jones read a zone defense better? Probably. But, man, it really helped when you had those receivers oh, then Lamar, that you had this yeah, year. Or are you saying then Justin Fields? Because we don't even know if they yeah. read it better. We don't know that they read I mean, it better. Todd McShay said today that uh, what he believes and what, what people in the NFL have told him is that uh, one of the hangups on on Justin Fields is what Northwestern 
did to him last year where they threw a lot of zone principles at him and he struggled against that. It's what Indiana did in the first half in their game uh, at the Horseshoe, arguably the best regular season college football game of the year. And uh, Justin Fields, though, uh, overcame it, was able to pick up wins. Yes, did he struggle? Of, of course. But if you have a guy in this, again, in 2021 NFL, who can get out of the pocket and create like a Russell Wilson does, like a Kyler Murray does, because, man, I feel like I am listening to the same exact thing. It's almost a blueprint. It's deja vu. The analysis of Justin Fields to what we heard with Kyler Murray coming out of Oklahoma. What Deshaun Watson does. What Dak Prescott does. I think Justin Fields most resembles those guys. What Lamar Jackson does. Of course, nobody does exactly what Lamar Jackson does, but the at least being in the neighborhood that's Justin Fields man it is Trevor Lawrence he's the number one overall pick I largely believe this one he's unbelievably talented I get it all right but we've been told for two years that he's going to be the over number one overall pick and that's where us sports fan Joe sports fan that's why we think that he's the best quarterback in the draft but no one ever rips Trevor Lawrence for throwing to his wide open receivers because he had the best receivers all I heard leading up to this newer now he doesn't have a work ethic was Justin Fields only throws to his first read because they were open. It's like they wanted them to be. They mm-hmm. wanted Justin Fields to be like, ah, my guys are not. My guys open. Let me just check down and see what reads two and three are. Yeah. You are taught from when you're seven years old in flag football at the Y by me yelling at you, Sam. Do your reads. Sorry, practice yesterday. He wasn't doing his reads. Oh no. Yeah, and I'm not even the coach. I just walked on the field and I got mad that he wasn't going through his progression. I love that you've turned into flag football like sideline father coach. Yeah, hundred percent. Just the worst. But he's got to throw to his first read if it's open. We don't just go to our progressions for no reason. Your reads there, take it and throw it. Especially if it's my son and he's open. <laughs> oh, you are everything that's terrible about youth sports now. You have completely turned into that. Like yes, the Jaguars are gonna go with Trevor Lawrence. Uh it appears. Yes, the Jets are going to go with Zach Wilson. It appears though that's a that is a weird Why? that is a weird marriage to just declare. Like if you're the Jets, I don't I don't quite understand that. Three is where in you when we were talking earlier today, you said it like that's where the draft starts. That's where the drama is going to begin. Is it going to be Mac Jones? Is it going to be Justin Fields? Trey Lance is he going to Atlanta or is Mac Jones going to Atlanta? How is that working out? Are the Dolphins maybe going to try and do something? I I would be shocked, but is there potential for that? Sure. Are the Patriots going to trade up? But it's not to me. It's not as cut and dry that just because Trevor Lawrence is going number one that he's actually the best quarterback. That's going to be in the draft. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Who is the best quarterback in this draft? Because I think there's question. 888-760-3776. Now, do you look at it differently? Because there is who is the best quarterback and who would you want on your team? Because those are two things that I think can be different, right? Or am I just the weird sports fan who only wants certain guys? Because there could be real, like Peyton Manning was really good. I would never want him on my team because he looks like a dork. Like I don't like, I like the cool looking quarterbacks. <laughs> so you would take a Gardner Minshew over a Peyton Manning because Gardner Minshew has their guts to have the mullet and the the denim jacket, and uh, Peyton Manning looks just dopey. There's nothing cool about Gardner Minshew. Oh, but, uh, that's that's the idea. So I'm you're saying. not into the the no. Gardner Minshew like Southern fashion. Uh, what is he doing? 
<laughs> like that's well, a, he knows the career's about. I was to gonna come say to that's end, a cry right? for. Let me try to get a Wrangler endorsement because <laughs> I have nothing else going for me. <laughs> oh man, that, that that is what he's doing though. Like he knows, like my time is done. There's the franchise quarterback coming in, whoever it may be. It's Trevor Lawrence, uh, I'm Re- sure. And I need attention, attention, attention. Somebody get me an endorsement deal. He will be have his own show because he's already started plugging. He likes these road trips, road tripping with Gardner. If he doesn't already have it on oh, YouTube, it's gonna be on Barstool. Like, he has to have that show, Gardner right? Minshew is about to sign a free agent contract with Barstool. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, but who is the best quarterback in this draft? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. I think it might be Justin Fields. He's got... Todd McShay said it. He's got the best physical attributes of anybody in this draft from a quarterback standpoint. I still love Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is that good. I'm not worried about his comments to SI. I think that gets fixed in his next interview when he says, oh, no, I love football because I'm sure I'm sure Urban Meyer probably already texted him like, hey, you're not necessarily on our team, but that's not how you're going to talk anymore, so we'll, we'll switch that up. Trevor Lawrence, there's a lot of discussions to be had about him and those comments because it has taken over. I mean, every time I look up at Get Up, every time I look up at uh, First Take, they're talking about the Sports Illustrated comments with Trevor Lawrence. And by the way, Coquel and I are going to be at the Paddock Club, Palm Beach Kennel Club, uh, Thursday, the 29th. That is day one of the NFL draft. We're going to be broadcasting live from the Paddock Club there at PBKC, 6-7 to seven here on ESPN 106.3. Come hang out with us. Uh, come chill with us. Listen to us. But we're also going to give you an opportunity starting next Wednesday to be out there with us at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. We are going to be giving away your chance to hang with us uh, on that Thursday night at the Paddock Club. So make sure to stay with us, and we'll tell you the details. But that starts Wednesday here on Ken Levick Alive. Not even just a chance to hang out with us. This, I think there's some uh, some money to spend going along with that. Some, Not, yeah. some spending money's up there. None of the, our uh, money, because Coquel and I don't have any no, money, no, buddy. Other people's money. We're going to be out there at the Paddock Club, but that also, we are draft coverage all night long we are covering we have the first and second round of the draft we're covering all of it here on ESPN 106.3 and honestly I think Evan Cohen knowing his love of the draft and writing every pick down probably coverage will start at five with Evan Cohen three to five Josh Cohen and the home team they'll be discussing the 1983 draft that if Marino or Elway should go first (laughs) oh man we uh, we were talking about Trevor Lawrence the comments to Sports Illustrated they're all over but it had me thinking today Coquel if you were a pro athlete would you play for the glory, which is wins, the fun, which is passion for the game, or straight up, the money? If you are a pro athlete, would you play for the glory, the fun, or the money? Because Trevor Lawrence, he really approached that a different way from any other soon-to-be number one overall pick I've ever seen. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. He's Kokal. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spin your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Friday edition of Ken LaVica Live presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 21 years, Dr. Jim Reardon, he is my guy, and he has sent so many, so many of his students into a career in the sports industry. That's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Check that out for information on summer semester classes and fall semester classes, either remotely or on FAU's campus. If you're a pro athlete, are you in it? 
for the wins, the glory? Are you in it for the fun, the passion? Or are you just in it straight up for the money, for the cash, for that free agent contract? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. And this is because, Coquel, these Trevor Lawrence comments have absolutely taken on a life of their own. It is provided now two straight days of uh, ranty sports content. Because like I said, every time I look at Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman, they're answering a question, a debate topic about Trevor Lawrence and about whether or not the Jaguars should be concerned about the Trevor Lawrence comments. Uh, let me refresh everyone's memory uh, about what Trevor Lawrence uh, said in the feature that has just been put out in the latest edition of Sports Illustrated. By the way, when's the last time that you've actually sat down and read a Sports Illustrated Coquel? And I'm not trying to knock Sports Illustrated, but I haven't gotten a physical copy of Sports Illustrated, and I don't even believe they make them anymore, right? Like It's all, it's all online now, right? I'm sure they still do the swimsuit ed- edition. Yeah, probably. Like, that's probably something that people get. But I don't... I'm sure they make them. They probably just don't Wait, produce as many. Do they make physical copies of Sports Illustrated? I'm genuinely asking because I don't know. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Because you remember as a kid, I, I mean, it was the best part of the week. They have to because I actually ordered Sports Illustrated for kids for my son. And they still made that. Okay. but So I'm assuming that unless that's just... A, I did it to get him interested in reading. And he would just rip out the cards in the middle and throw out the magazine, and I waste money, and then I couldn't cancel. <laughs> and I think I still pay thirteen dollars every month. But man, I, I have not, I have not held a physical copy of Sports Illustrated in damn twelve years, eleven, twelve years, and that used to be a weekly thing when I was a kid. Uh, that that uh, Thursday, it would come in on Thursdays always, and immediately I would just bang through it in like an hour, read everything, every feature, and uh, now I'm in. It has been a long time. I am old as dirt. But back to Trevor Lawrence. Here's what he told Sports Illustrated. Here is the here is the quote. Talking about his personality, his football competitiveness. Which you can read in Sports Illustrated in print. Oh, it does, so it, it, a physical copy is sent. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Google. And thank you, Coquel. I'll give you some credit, M- too. More Google. <laughs> quote, it's hard to explain because I want people to know that I'm passionate about what I do, and it's really important to me. But I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me, and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. I think people mistake that for being a competitor. I think that's unhealthy to a certain extent. Just always thinking you've got to prove somebody wrong. You've got to do more. You've got to be better. End quote. That's the quote from Trevor Lawrence. So he's passionate about the game, but it's pretty clear. I mean, from that, and maybe I'm just being football meatball. Maybe I'm just being gnash your teeth, uh, grow extra body hair, sit in your mom's basement, and eat uh, Hot Pockets football guy where i'm like i want this guy to care about wins it's about wins it's about rings it's about trophies it's about parades he just said he's passionate about football like why are people having a problem with he just said i am passionate about football but he also said that i can't manufacture chip on shoulder things we love to hear in post-game interviews what is he supposed what's the chip supposed to be what's he supposed to be mad about in his darling football life he he said he doesn't have to prove Since somebody wrong. Since he was 13, he hasn't had to prove anything. He Who's said, he proving? How are you going to prove someone wrong when they're always telling you how great you are? He said that I don't think you've got to do more to be better. 
He's been number one since he was nine, and I'm making those ages up, but I'm sure he was <laughs> because he was the number one kid coming out of high school. But how about his the dad? The number one kid coming out of college. How about Trevor Lawrence's dad in that same Sports Illustrated story? Quote, he's not award-driven. He's not. He's not, I want to win a Super Bowl at all costs. End quote. I mean, listen, I respect Trevor Lawrence for coming out and saying, like, hey, this is me. I'm putting it out there. I think we got, again, he looks like a guy who, what he said, that's actually accurate about him, okay? Like, I know that I am. Uh, it's pretty irresponsible of me to just say, hey, he's got long hair, looks like sunshine, looks like he doesn't have a care in the world, looks like he should be surfing. So, yeah, obviously, he uh, doesn't have, like, chip on shoulder, has to prove everybody wrong. I know I'm falling into that trap, but if you're the Jaguars, isn't there a little part, a little part of you that if you're Shad Khan... If you're Tony Khan, you hear that and you're like, ooh, I wish he wouldn't have said that. I really wish he wouldn't have gone to that place. Like, I appreciate me in my job and my role as Sports Talk Radio host. I appreciate him saying that. I appreciate the fodder he's given us. I appreciate the honesty just from a basic human standpoint. That's great. He's putting it all out there. We got a great insight into uh, Trevor Lawrence. But if you're the Jaguars, aren't you like, bro, could you have waited until after the draft for that? Because we're trying to build a season ticket base, okay? We're trying to get our fan base excited. Like, Justin Fields went out, became vegan, is all ripped up, and he's running four four forties. And you're saying that, yeah, I'm passionate about the game, but I can't manufacture uh, a I've got to prove uh, somebody wrong type of approach. That's not great, right? It doesn't make you feel great, but I get it from my level because if I was a pro athlete, I'm in it for the money, man. I'm sorry. I think Joe Fan, we're back to Joe Fan again, by the way. That's my thing today. Joe Fan's on line one. Oh, gotcha. We'll get to him in a second. Joe Fan would be like, if I was a pro athlete, I'm going for the rings. Or, you know, this goes to the, oh, these guys are making so much money playing a kid's game. Some other fans, some of you might be, hey, I'm in it for my passion for the game, which is what Trevor Lawrence said. I'm in it for the fun. I'm in for for the experience to play at the highest level. But someone like me, I'm in it for the money. It's great cash, homie. I am in it for the money. It's too much pressure to be the guy. I'd like to make the money and have the lifestyle and then contribute, but not be the guy. But put yourself in this spot. If you're a pro athlete, and Trevor Lawrence being very frank about the fact that, yeah, I'm passionate, but I don't have to win trophies. I'm not award-driven, like his father said. If you're a pro athlete, would you play for the glory, the wins, the fun, the passion, or the money? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Go ahead, Joe. You know, this This reminds me, it's uh, obviously Tony Romo's situation back in 2008 when we got blown off the field by 38 points to miss the playoffs against the Eagles. And his comments after that, if this was the worst thing that ever happened to me, eh, I'll be before to get live. That's true, and he's honest. He's still getting blown back today. Now, I didn't blow out of the water like most of Texas did, and they still, you know, I, I was living there at the time, of course, and I'm not a Jaguars fan at all, so I don't, it doesn't matter, but it's similar situations. And I'm, as a Jaguar fan, 
I probably that's something that even though it's true, you just don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Joe, you're spot on with that. Like me, I'm a football fan. Okay, I haven't played the game. Uh, I am very minute. I would get killed. There's no way I've ever even approached athletic excellence. I'm a fan. I'm a strict fan. And if I hear that, as much as I like to think that my sensibilities are more advanced and I'm at an intelligence level that would allow me to fully, wholly accept what Trevor Lawrence is saying. And again, I respect it. But deep down, deep down in the recesses of my football fan body, there's a part of me that I can't deny that is bothered by hearing Trevor Lawrence say that because caveman football me wants a guy who wants to have a chip on shoulder who wants to win super bowl championships that wants to yell at his teammates like it's so uh single-minded of mine but i want that tom brady like that's who you want that's it that's that's the comparison tom brady is the comparison and it's tough to swallow when 43 year old yelling at his teammates on the sidelines uh going on special diets and living football 43 years old wins a super bowl and then the upcoming sure thing number one pick says i'm passionate about the game but i can't manufacture a chip on shoulder yeah Diehard fans don't want to hear that. That's just fact. Period. Absolutely. I mean, it's true, but it's just it's just fact. That's what it is. Joe, appreciate the call. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Coquel's brain is about to explode. It's just so annoying. It. It's so dumb. Uh, He's passionate about football. He wants to play. And the Tom Brady thing for being a baby on the sideline. I hate that he gets he gets. Cr- credit and praise the guy attacked refs and followed them into the locker room and everybody's like how fiery cam newton upset after a super bowl and they're like he's a bum who's just a crybaby it's just so dumb i'm telling you all so dumb and so awesome coquel i'm not proud of the fact that i am in the slightest bothered by what trevor lawrence said because you know me like i think that it's great it's just sports it is and damn it if we haven't learned in the last year that there are so many more important things than uh, these dudes and these women out on the court or on the field competing. Like, it's a nice distraction, but man, it doesn't have a, a, a bearing on my life. But at my core, at my core, there is something I'm not proud of that festers and exists, and it's called a, a, a meatball, okay? <laughs> and it cooks. It cooks in my insides and every year around this time draft time and then once the fall comes around it, a little interior oven turns on okay what how do you make meatballs like I pan know. i just eat a pan oven would an oven make sense or is it more of a no, stove you, top no you pan stove, you have a pan fry stove. okay like a little interior stove turns on and that meatball starts to cook and it starts to brown and that's where I start saying things like this, that Trevor Lawrence, shut your mouth and go win a Super Bowl. 888 <laughs> you're, you're knocking the rookie who hasn't played yet for not winning a Super Bowl so What is happening to me? I am morphing oh. into an imbecile before What has he ever won a Super Bowl before he got drafted? I'm telling you, I'm turning into a caveman. My hair is getting longer. My jaw is increasing in size, and I have a club now. 888 <laughs> Tony's in West Palm. Tony, you're on ESPN 106.3. Hey, bud. What's up, Leveca? Congratulations on the show. Thanks, man. No doubt. Yeah, what if what if all of this is all a, a, a leverage move? Remember, remember, Lawrence was talking about 
uh, I guess he wasn't feeling the Jets at one time and was like, if I go there, <laughs> I'll just stay another year. And then I guess he <laughs> yes! retract. Yes, that was the story. The let advisors me, let, around him so, were telling him, like, hey, the Jets are not going to be good for you, man. So let me ask you this. So what if he's using this to say, yeah, I don't have a chip on my shoulder, this and that. So, all right, Jaguars say we're going to go with our guy that we know about, Fields. The Jets already probably got their eye on somebody that they're really feeling. Maybe enough to pass over Lawrence and then, take oh, at number three. And number three, the San Fran get Trevor Lawrence. Oh my God, Tony! All right, so Tony, first, hey, off, lady, y'all, y'all have a great day, Tony. Please. I appreciate you. I also appreciate the sports conspiracy theories. Come on, I keep those coming, man. Lawrence I, I is love the three. Now, actually, be, you know what? You know what? The way this draft talk is talking, they're gonna run out of things this week. Run out of things <laughs> next week. That's the. They're gonna be all over Tony's take in a, mon- a week from Bro, Monday. I'm telling you, I assure you, on on Monday or Tuesday, what Tony just <laughs> proposed, I'm gonna be looking up at the it's screen take. in our Anna John Levine studios. It is going to be on first take. Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman are gonna be debating whether or not Trevor Lawrence's Sports Illustrated quotes are a long play to get out of going to Jacksonville. I promise you. Sources close to me say. I think it's ridiculous uh, now, and uh, Tony, I appreciate the conspiracy theory. I think it's silly until it shows up on the worldwide leader five days from now. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. I told Coquel I would do this for him because, because he is he is simple-minded at times, but I appreciate him so much, and he's put up with so much for me over the last two uh-huh. weeks with Ken Levick alive. We're going to let Coquel go through the expected win totals that ESPN put out for the upcoming NFL season. The simplest of sports talk radio segments, but Coquel loves it, and I'm gift-wrapping it for him when we come back. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Coquel is getting what he wants. He called me this morning said, Ken, NFL, the win totals are out. Can we talk about them? I said, I don't know. Like, doesn't every radio show do it? He said, please, 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 please. I said, fine, because he's such a, such a trooper. It's either that or we go through the Dolphins' schedule game by game. <laughs> that's a win. That's a loss. Your call. <laughs> so NFL wins. ESPN has put out expected wins for every NFL team. Get to that in just a moment. But Ken Levick alive. By the way, with me, Ken Levicka, that's me, uh, and Chris Coquel, he's the, the other one. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And I talk about all the time how the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, that is the path to a job in the sports industry and has been so for 21 years. But the proof is out there for everybody to see. A current FAU MBA Sport Management Program student, Tiffany May, and we talk about internships a lot with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program and opportunities and the ability to meet people in the industry. Well, Tiffany May taking full advantage of the resources with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, works at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, and the WWE called her, said, hey, Tiffany, you free? And they brought her in to Raymond James Stadium in Tampa to supervise and set up and manifest for the on-field seating at WrestleMania. This is a student in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program 
who was called by the WWE to oversee their setup and their on-field seating for WrestleMania. How big time is that? That's just one of the hundreds and thousands of success stories with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Again, find out more, including information on summer semester and fall semester classes, either on campus in Boca or online at fau.edu slash MBA sport, fau.edu slash MBA sport. All right, Coquel, you're getting what you want. How do you want to do this? Do you want to guess win totals? Do you want to say whether they're fair or unfair after I give you the win total, the over-under on win totals? <laughs> you are such a nerd. Um, You're beaming right now. Yeah, I, I can do it either way. You pick a team. You want me to guess? Tell me right. if I think it's right, high, or low. However you want to do this. Well, what are what we doing What game do you want to do? Over, under, run, pass, option, midterm exam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's do over, under. Hell, let's go for the straight cliche. Over, under. All right. Coquel. AFC East. We're going to go through the AFC East, all right? Yep. Your New York Jets. That was a reminder, 17 games. 17, 17 games. That's an important to note. 17 games this year. In the AFC East, the Jets clock in at six wins. Coquel, over or under? Off oh, the draft, Zach Wilson, under. Um, yeah, I'm going to go... Did you just take a shot at Zach Wilson? I did. Until he's on the team, I hate him. I don't want him. I wanted Fields. I wanted Lawrence. Not him. Although I like him better than Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones just looks like a nerd. Again, back to that. Um, I'm going to go with over. All right, At over like seven, six on the Jets. I think they're going to win. They're going to win. Se- I was going to say seven and nine. They're going to be seven and ten. Who's their right. veteran quarterback going to be? I don't think they. I think they're going to go with the rookie and just ride. The Patriots, nine wins. I think they're going to go over. I think the Patriots are going to be really good. I think Cam's going to be good. Cam a year, will be their quarterback. A year in Josh McDaniel's system and a year healthy with weapons. Now Cam's going to bounce back. The Bills, ten and a half wins in a seventeen-game season. Over or under. Josh Allen's really good. Yeah, I'm going to have to go over. But Motor and Zach Moss need to pick it up. They need to get that run game going. Well, I think it's more the offensive line needs to pick it up for Motor Singletary. He's just fine, okay? Go FAU. Delray Beach. The Dolphins. The Dolphins the same as the Patriots. Nine. Ragarm. Can Ragarm get them to 10 Would you wins? stop calling to a ragarm? Um, it's not I, even accurate. I, either is as fast as more than 10 yards. Damn it. Did I walk right into that? Uh, I'm so angry. I'm going to go under on the fins. Okay. Back to reality. <laughs> All Oop, right. There goes Rabbit. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, 11 wins over under as we head to the AFC North. Can they draft him a receiver, please? Because Sammy Watkins is not going to cut it, but I'm going to go over because they are a regular season team. They're going to go over. They're built for the regular season. Okay. I can't argue with that. I think that's actually a great call. Uh, let's head to the uh, AFC South. I'm curious because we've talked a lot about Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars, six wins. It's, it's I, I suppose, Trevor Lawrence and Mr. Mullet. Who else is the, on that team? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of bad. Like they unloaded everything to get Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer. I'm gonna, yeah, that doesn't impress me much. Um, I'm going to go under. Okay, I think under they're going to be bad wins. again. All right. Uh, in the oh, how about the Colts? Just because I'm curious, uh, they've got a new quarterback that I don't really believe in. The Colts at ten wins. Under, 
I don't think they're going to be great. Carson either. Wentz with the under. But what has Carson Wentz ever done except Nothing. show flashes? Yeah, he showed flashes, and then after the knee injury, he hasn't been the same. And I, I think, I'm with you. They're not going to be good. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, AFC West. Patrick Mahomes and Over. the runner-up Chiefs, 12. Over. <laughs> uh, what about Justin Herbert and the Chargers, 9? Over. They got a good young quarterback, not like Ragarm and the Dolphins. <laughs> Would you stop? Why? That was completely unnecessary to even go back to I mean, if, Tua. Let's compare the two. His name uh. is Tua. NFC North, Aaron Rodgers in what could be his final season is the quarterback of the Packers, 11. Over. I didn't realize he threw 48 touchdowns last year. Yeah, dude. He's so good. He's amazing. Over. I got to go over. Over. I'm never betting against Aaron Rodgers. The Bears have a new redheaded quarterback. <laughs> Seven under. and a half. Under. <laughs> under. I love this new Coquel part of over under where he doesn't even wait for the number. He just gives me an over under. Uh, in the NFC South, 17 game season, you're defending champs. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, 11 and 12. a half. I said 12, so over. Okay. I think they can win 12 games. So wait, now you're adding in, you're predicting the number? How come we can't just stick to over-under? You're just throwing things <laughs> out there. You've completely changed what we're doing. I don't really control when I speak, and that <laughs> thought was in my head, and it you, came out that time. You have, like, win total Tourette's. Like, you're just shouting things that's out. That's a now. win. You're just blurring with yourself. Oh, that's a <laughs> that's loss. That's not this segment. Back at home. No, you're doing the wrong segment now. You're doing the complete oh. wrong segment. What do they play a week for? Uh, the- coming off a bye? <laughs> win. <laughs> NFC South. Sam Darnold and the Panthers. Seven and a half. Over. Him and Robbie Anderson are going to have a great connection. And I think they have offensive weapons, and I think Sam Darnold is good. I just think the Jets organization is that bad. The Saints are going with a two-quarterback system, it appears. Nine and a half. Nine and a half for the Saints. That's a really tough call. Because you don't know what the hell they are now. I actually really believe in Jameis, and I just don't know if he's ever fully going to get the shot. I don't think the other guy's a quarterback. I don't know why they're still doing gimmick ball and trying to make him look good by putting him in scoring situations. Um, take it with 10 games, though, right? Probably. Ten games, yeah, I'll go over. Because you can feast on the Falcons and Panthers at the very least in that division. I think the, Panthers, even, I think the Panthers are going to be good. Yeah, and they even own the Buccaneers in the regular season. I, but don't you think Jameis can be good? I know he threw all those interceptions. Yes, Jameis can be good. Yes. He's got all the talent in the world. The answer to that he's, is yes. He's playing for a big contract because he didn't get it yet. Yeah. So. Uh, and then in the NFC West, Matt Stafford and the Rams. God, is it weird to say that. The Rams are at ten and a half. Everybody wants to say over. And I don't believe in that team either. I don't believe in their coach. I don't care how good looking he is. I don't, I'm don't. going to go under. Jimmy G, I suppose, and the Niners at 10. The, the Niners are at a 10. They lost a lot of pieces. Yes. They lost their defensive coordinator, which their defense kind of did a lot of things for the Niners. And you don't really know what their quarterback situation is. under. Are. I don't know why. Yeah, why I'm with is you. that there? I know. Uh, like, nothing to me suggests the 49ers are a 10-win Bose team right is going to play one game. Yeah, I don't love it. And then the Seahawks, 10. I could see an under here with with the Seahawks as well. That's a weird team because Russ needs to have a good season, right? Because like, yeah. with all this trade talk and demands, if he really wants to get where he wants to get, he needs to have a big year. But I think you're right. I think it may be under. I think this the Pete Carroll era may be coming to an end sooner than we think. All right, Coquel, you're welcome for all of that. And this is the worst part about what we just did. It was so sports talk cliche, the win prediction game, but I ended up loving it. It was electrifying to me. What have you done to me? It's been two weeks, and you've turned me into you. If they one thing, that's a loss. <laughs> oh, stop. Stop, please. Please, please. Uh, when we come back here on Ken Levick Alive, earlier this week, I did one of my friends very dirty. I, I sold her out, and it manifested into a really embarrassing moment on the air, and 
I have no regrets. <laughs> we'll play it for you next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken LeVick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... All right, I'm bothered. I don't, I don't feel good about what I just read. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that Evan Cohen is going to have some thoughts on this uh, commercial free 5 to 6 here on ESPN 106.3. But D. Wade, Dwayne Wade has purchased an ownership share of the Jazz. Jazz lifer. I don't, I don't like that. He's it doesn't jazz make me feel good. He's not a heat lifer. I don't why why couldn't he do something like that with the with the heat? I don't know. Like I'm sure it means nothing, but it kind of means something. Like it's weird. It means he's into jazz culture. <laughs> Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. Man, that is weird. Uh don't forget that next uh, not next Thursday, Thursday after that, but next Wednesday, we're gonna be giving you a chance to join us. For our broadcast Thursday, April 29th, night one of the NFL Draft at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. The Paddock Club will be broadcasting live 6 to 7, but we're giving you the opportunity to come out and join us and win some money for some gambling. It's great cash. Starting Wednesday, we'll be doing that here. Ken Levick Alive every weekday at noon. Uh, so earlier this week, Coquel, you may recall that uh, infamous Ponzi schemer Bernie Madoff passed away, and I don't think many people felt bad about Bernie Madoff uh, passing away. Uh, That was a topic of conversation on Josh Cohen and the home team. Uh, They were discussing people that died that they actually didn't feel badly that they died. And we all have that person or some of those people. Not great, but Bernie Madoff, I think we can agree. You don't feel that bad that he died. He did a lot of bad uh, during his life, okay? So... A quick insight, peek behind the curtain here with Ken Levick Alive. After the show, Coquel and I sit here for about 20 to 25 minutes and just tell jokes to one another and laugh and giggle and just do stupid things because we're wasting time. The show. It's sort of decompression. We waste time. Not wanting to get to our real jobs around here. Right. So, Christina Costanza, the producer slash co-host of Josh Cohen and the Home Team, she made the mistake of in that time window coming in to hang out with Coquel and I right after our show on Wednesday, and she was all flustered, and she's like, ah, uh, for the show, we've got uh, we, we, to prepare someone who died, who we didn't feel bad died, and I, I don't know what to talk about. So me, loopy me, I looked at her straight in the eyes, and I said, Mother Teresa. I was joking. Didn't think anything of it. Didn't think anything of it, and I let it go. Fast forward to about 4.30 on Wednesday. <laughs> Poor Josh. Josh Cohen and the home team, and this happened. Bernie Madoff died today at the age of 82. I'm not that mad about it. He was in prison. I'm only mad he didn't serve more of his 150-year sentence. Power rankings of the four infamous deaths, we're not mad that we weren't mad, happened. Christina, get us started at number four. Mother Teresa. What? Mother, she's dead? You're not mad? I got that from Ken today because I messed this up, so so I went around using... So she sells me out immediately right away. She knew that the reaction, it was not what she expected. She said Mother Teresa. Christina Costanza went with Mother Teresa. And then the silence and the shock from Josh. (laughs) And she knew something. So then she immediately just, well, Ken told me. (laughs) Think about Josh, who's had an illustrious radio career for 
over 20 years, and he gets the answer of Mother Teresa from his producer. The very first response is Mother Teresa in the list of people that died that you don't feel bad about. All right, let's keep listening. Mother Teresa. Mother, She's dead? <laughs> You're not mad? Mother- I got that from Ken today because I messed this up, so I went around using my resources, ah. and that's what Ken's choice He's, was. That, she was like the best human being in the history of mankind. That's what Ken said. He set you up. Well, wow, he set me up because I used my resources because I messed uh, this up and, and I had to do it last minute. And why I would be you pro- listen to Ken uh, Have you Because heard his you radio told show? me yesterday. She gets all defensive. She starts getting defensive there, too. <laughs> because I have a lot of things to do, and i got to use my resources. <laughs> Couple parts of one. Josh's voice, he seems totally perplexed. Dean Thomas, UFC superstar, is like, she's dead? <laughs> she, she, no he had no idea. idea Mother Teresa is dead. She's been dead since 1997, by the way, for those of you scoring at home. so And then uh, Josh started taking a shot at us, too, though. Right, right, right. right. Like, it right. all spun around. Christina started dumping on you. Josh right. came at us. But, man, I set her up. I set her up so bad, and she took it, and she, she did exactly what I wanted her to do. Let's listen to the rest of it. Because you told show? me yesterday, use my your resources, so I did. So I went to around <laughs> teammates and I said, "Hey, I've got ten minutes to figure this out because I got to do other things." No. Who's someone that you know? What's the one thing I've been teaching you about information for the last five months? Use my resources. Consi- no, consider the source. <laughs> yesterday. There you go. Yesterday. Uh, t- Does it make sense now? Why that's the worst answer well, possible? Ken Lavica, I didn't know. I just said, and he said I should have been upset, but I wasn't upset. And I said, okay, I'm gonna write her down. Uh, I didn't have a four, but I did three. These are the <laughs> infamous deaths that you felt a little bad that you didn't feel bad about. I already messed this up, so yep. it's fine. Yep, you did. Mother Teresa would be the worst answer possible. <laughs> well, no, I already messed this up because I already had people in there that I... Yeah, I already messed this all but up. She would have been like the worst of anyone you could answer. She'd be the worst answer possible. No. So just to show you how bad that answer was, real quick, immediately after, this was Dean Thomas's response. This was Dean Thomas's response to a person you felt bad about that died. Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Mother Teresa to Saddam Hussein. Tina, I'm so sorry, but Saddam I'm not Hussein. sorry. Mother Teresa. Oh, that'll do it for us on this Friday. We'll come back Monday and try to do something competent. I promise. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. We're live. Have a great weekend on ESPN 106.3. Saddam Hussein.